Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Hello, good afternoon. This is the Midday News. The news is live on Joy 99.7 in Accra, Love 99.5 in Kumasi. Affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions, including Jubilee Radio Keta, Sun City Radio Keta, Saboba FM Saboba, and A1 Radio Bolgatanga. We are live on Twitter Spaces, Facebook Live Stream, and the MyJoy Online Interactive app. The Midday News is sponsored by Duraplast Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC pipes and water tank. Where Duraplast goes, water flows. Come Coming up, barely 24 hours after balloting, aspirant in the NPP flag bearer race yet to receive voters' album for Super Delegates Congress. We are on the field meeting the delegates directly. We are here to see it and raise the issue if we don't have it and analyze it. We were assured yesterday that it will be available by Monday. We have more as Alan Tremontin poses his postpones his Ashanti regional campaign tour, citing sensitive government and parliamentary business as reasons. Plus, we hear from aspirants who started reading meanings into their positions on the ballot. Number two means you're going to one. The team really doesn't place much value on whichever position because the Bamiya brand itself is very strong. Number five in the Bible stands for God's grace. We've got details. Also in this package, a disco student seen banging mate's head on a bunk bed released on bail after an earlier arrest on charges of causing harm and assault. We have details, plus here from the Deputy Education Minister, who is currently in the Cape Coast-based school interacting with students on the incident. I have an opportunity to interact with your friends from the Kwaku House, particularly the affected students. And they have indicated to me the great encouragement they have received from you. And that is the spirit of Addis Ababa. And jurors in the Upper West Region have walked out of the Wa High Court over delay in the payment of their sitting allowances. Their lawyers were present, we were there, but we said because of our concern, we cannot continue to come to court and you refuse to attend to our concerns. So for us to let the authority listen to us, we said no, we have to lay down our tools. We'll take you live there and in sports. We'll tell you why Team Ghana could end the country's 18-year wait for a medal at the upcoming World Athletics Championship. Plus, Nigeria are on the verge of making Africa proud at the Women's World Cup. And Chief Justice Gertrude Tokonu expresses concern about the conduct of a Sin North MP, James Jachikwason, when he files cases at the Supreme Court. We have details as the court turns down the MP's request to put his criminal trial on hold. Thanks for choosing us. This is Joy News, independent, fearless and credible.
I'm Bernice Abubeidulansa. It's a pleasure to have you here. The details now. Flag bearer aspirants and the governing New Patriotic Party are yet to receive the photo album that will be used to conduct the Super Delegates Congress on August 26. This is contrary to an earlier announcement by the party that the Elections Committee will furnish aspirants with the delegates register a month before the elections. Some of the aspirants say they are yet to receive this album even after balloting yesterday. Yesterday it was the day 26 of, of July so uh, we, would yet, we are yet to see it and raise the issue if we don't have it and analyze it. We were assured yesterday that it will be available by Monday so we, like, we are likely to pick it up on Monday. You know Honorable Jogati is a law abiding person and he knows the law so he will always make sure that um, things are done in the right way. The campaign elections management unit is working on that. Fed is ready you have to come with a pen drive and pick it so hopefully I'll go for it today and then we start going through and see the people on the uh, on the uh, what do you call it the delegates on the album if we have any queries we go and do that we are on the field meeting the delegates directly constituency after constituent um today we are at the valley jura and takwa and then during that enclave and uh, then uh, tomorrow we'll move further north of the western region well, we are trying to get uh, Director of Elections and Research, Evans Limako, on the line to get some responses to these concerns. Uh, but let's stay a while with the NPP because one of the aspirants, Alan Tremantin, has postponed his Ashanti regional campaign tour, citing sensitive government and parliamentary business. But how does this affect his campaign? Spokesperson for his team, Boabing Asamoa, explains. Uh, the Alan Tremantin campaign is very conscious that the 2024 election will be fought largely on the economy. As we speak, the big event happening is that on Monday, uh, 31st July, the minister, the Honorable Minister of Finance, is slated to deliver the mid-year budget review to Parliament. That budget review, uh, the first since we entered the IMF program, will tell us whether we are making progress, we are static, or we are retrogressing. And, and it is a matter that is important for all of Ghana. It is a matter that is going to be debated in Parliament and will probably take media attention for, for virtually an entire week. Uh, we have an interest in it. So, so we don't want our campaign to compete with that interest. Our interest is that Mr. Chemati's great transformational plan, which he proposes to build the economy, uh, following the IMF stabilization uh, period uh, has as its major plank uh, a stable and sound macroeconomic, uh, macroeconomic environment. Mr. Boabinga Samoa is spokesperson for Mr. Alan Tremantin's campaign team. Let's now turn our attention to the outcome of balloting yesterday because positions on the ballot sheet are often assigned either spiritual or numerological meanings by aspirants. And this is to convey their campaign messages and create signposts in the minds of voters. The upcoming Super Delegates Congress of the NPP is no exception as aspirants scramble to secure a spot in the final five contenders. Samuel Mbura of our political desk has more. Kennedy Ajapon holds the number one position on the ballot. While he's yet to reveal the interpretation of his placement, we can expect an intriguing explanation soon. Alan Chamantin contesting the elections for the third time occupies the number two spot. Catherine Afeku, a member of his campaign team, explains that the number two position 
represents a fresh start and a chance for Alan to secure victory. For us in the campaign headquarters, he's ready in the spiritual realm to be the next to lead. Number two means you're going to one. Moving on to number three position, spokesperson Abdul Majid Adam of Joe Gatti's team claims that it symbolizes the Trinity. Number three is very significant. Islamically, it is representing Shafiri the Witri. That is what Shafir will whittle. And in Christianity, it represents the Trinity, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Energy consultant Kojo Poku at number four explains that... My pastor called me and said that, look, Kojo, the number four that you have is the divine number because for God so love MPP, he has given his beloved son KMP to basically break the eight for the party. However, former Greek minister Dr. Friakoto believes that his number five spot signifies a special omen of victory. An elderly man called and said, are you aware that five stands for God's grace? If you look at the Bible and ask scholars, they will tell you number five in the Bible stands for God's grace. The former general secretary of the MPP, Kobine J. Japon, placed at number six, believes that the election is not solely about the number on the ballot, but rather the message conveyed to the voters. Former Mampo MP Francis Adainimo, who is number seven on the ballot, sees himself as a Cristiano Ronaldo in the race. On the other hand, Dr. Konedu Apreko, a contender for the third time, is convinced that his number eight position represents the party's slogan of breaking the eight, or bringing cancer speaks for his campaign team. Because MPP wants to break eight. And if you are number eight, it gives you a sense that breaking the eight with number eight, it makes your campaign message easier. Samuel Imbura of our political desk with that report. Apologies, we're unable to bring you that interaction with the party's director of elections and research. Hopefully we'll do so, so in subsequent bulletins. Away from that, the Adisado student caught on camera banging his colleague's head on a bank bed has been released on bail and cautioned to reappear on Friday. Earlier, he was arrested and charged with causing harm and assault. The incident made headlines after the video went viral on social media. His mate who sustained injuries to his face is getting medical and psychological attention. My colleague Kojo Yangson has uh, details of the arrest and joins us with details. Kojo, what do we know so far? Well, uh, we have information coming from the regional office of the Attorney General uh, that the individual seen in the video to be banging the head of his colleague on the metal bed frame has been arrested just today and charged with causing harm and assault. He has been cautioned and released into the custody of the headmaster of Adesado College, who will have to produce the individual on Friday, tomorrow, for him to be arraigned before court. So that is the latest. He's the only person so far to have been charged in relation with this incident, and he will be arraigned before court tomorrow, Venice. Kojo Yangson there with details of the arrest of this Adisado College student. In Cape Coast, the Deputy Education Minister, Reverend Tim Fodjo, has been addressing students of the college and cautioned them to be of their best behaviour. Here are excerpts captured by our reporter, Semefa Rejoice Bisu. I have an opportunity to interact with your friends from the Kwaku House, particularly the affected students and the students involved in the incident. And they have indicated to me the great encouragement they have received from you 
the great support you have given them through this, these times. And that is the spirit of Addis Ababa. You have stood with them, you have encouraged them. You have, you have never had occasion to stigmatize against any of them. And that is a good one. And you must applaud yourself. That's Deputy Education Minister Revenue Team Forjo. Let's get the latest from our reporter, Semifa Rejoice Pisu. What more can you report, Semifa? Too bad we lost Semifa. We we're hoping to get more on this incident uh, as the Deputy Education Minister Revenue Team Forjo visits students of Adisado College to acquaint himself with that incident that went viral a couple of days ago. Now, Chief Justice Gertrude Tokonu has expressed concern regarding what she says of the conduct of a Sin North MP, James Dachikwesen, when he files processes at the Supreme Court. She observed he often fails to show up and causes one of his lawyers to file and swear to statements on his behalf. The CJ says such conduct is irregular and must not be encouraged. Justice Tokonu made this comment while presiding over a five-member panel to hear a case filed by the legislator. Um, our correspondent in court, Joseph Akabli, joins us with more. Joseph, first, tell us about developments of this case today and uh, how the conduct of the legislator came up. Hello, Joseph, can you hear me? Well, we seem to have a challenge with our lines today. We hope to reach Joseph uh, to acquaint us with what's happening in the court with regards to Mr. James Dachikwesen's trial. We understand that the Chief Justice, Getu Tokonu, is concerned about uh, the conduct of this legislator. Joseph has joined us online. Joseph, first tell us about the developments of the case today and how the conduct of the legislator came up. And so the case that the court has to deal with today uh, specifically had to do with a request that was made at the High Court. Uh, the lawyers had made a request for the attorney general to furnish them with some additional documents that they are using, which they say that they have not made available to them. The attorney general told the High Court that they had made available all those documents to them. The High Court judge took the view that that should be the case. And so when they went to the Supreme Court, they asked the Supreme Court to set aside the High Court decision because they believe the High Court judge got it wrong. So when the case was called a justice Immoral Tanko, who is a member of the panel, asked where James Jatikwesen was. And at that point, uh, his lawyer indicated that he was not present in the courtroom. That the Chief Justice came in to say that it was improper and that it was a conduct that does not show that the court is being treated properly because he files various applications and he barely shows up in the courtroom. The court also expressed concern about the fact that the processes that he tends to file through his lawyers, the lawyers are the ones who are swearing and signing the documents on his behalf instead of him doing so himself as the practice ought to be. And the court said that that was also not appropriate. Joseph, you've also been following up on Mr. Atto Forsen's uh, case for us. What's the latest? So, you know, we recall that a couple of weeks ago, uh, there was an administrative procedure that was set in motion to have the judge recuse herself. It was a petition that was sent to the Office of the Chief Justice by one other accused person, the businessman Richard Dapper. Uh, the court, just a short while ago, announced that it had received a response from the Office of the Chief Justice, indicating that the trial judge, Justice is allowed to continue hearing the matter and that the petition that was sent to the Chief Justice has been dismissed. And so um, Alex Mode, who is testifying on behalf of Dr. Atufos and the Minority Leader, is back in the... Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? 
Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Witness box and is currently being processed by the attorney general, Godfrey Yemwadami. Legal affairs correspondent Joseph Akableda, we stay a while in the courts and rape, murder and manslaughter cases in the Upper West Region have been suspended after jurors there staged a walkout. They accuse government of unfair treatment and have threatened not to return to the courts until their concerns are addressed. Rafiq Salam is our man in the Upper West Region. Rafiq, you've been interacting with spokesperson of the jurors, Abdul Hakim Suleiman. What more has he been telling you? Uh, the jurors are numbering about 25 are saying that they haven't been paid uh, since 2021. That's almost two years. And they think that it is not the best uh, for them. And so yesterday, they decided to boycott uh, court proceedings. So now let's listen to Abdul Hakim Suleiman. We don't know whether it is a discrimination or a kind of thing of a sort. We can't tell why they have decided to pay all the other regions and left out Upper West region. So we think that uh, we are undermined and we think that uh, we, this should get to the authorities for the unfair treatment. Generally, we deal with uh, uh, criminal cases. We deal, with, we deal with criminal cases. That's murder, manslaughter, rape, and what have you. These are the cases that jury members are invited to take part and to take decisions on such cases. You know that your absence is going to affect lots of people, especially litigants. Yes, sir, definitely. Yesterday, we were supposed to handle a particular case, but they called the jury members, their lawyers were present, we were there, but we said because of our concern, we cannot continue to come to court and you refuse to attend to our concerns. So for us to let the authorities listen, for us to let the authorities listen to us, we said, no, we have to lay down our tools. That's Abdul Hakim Suleiman. He speaks for jurors in the Upper West Region. Rafiq is still there for us. Uh, Rafiq, has there been any response from the judicial service? I tried to speak to the administrator of the judicial service. Uh, he told me that he won't be, uh, uh, be on record, but he says that they have done everything possible to ensure that they are paid uh, in the nearest possible time. That's Rafiq Salam, our man in the Upper West Region. Away from the court, two fishermen are said to have died at sea after a boat collided with their canoe. Uh, we understand that uh, there was a report that was received uh, by the Ghana Ports and Harbors Authority. And uh, we understand that 12 fishermen were in that boat and it capsized in the process. Yasil Arafat says the incident has been reported to the police, uh, which is investigating the matter. Around 4 4 30, we had information that the, this dog, the fishers, yes, the fishers went to the fishing, and unfortunately, they were hit by the Gapua launch. So, we, it's not living, it's Gapua launch. I, 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 I interviewed the fishermen because I'm in charge, they meet me before they meet everybody. So, I asked them what happened because we must know what happened. Unfortunately, say we, we, we thought it is a marine police too. Because they are in charge of that, understand right. But when I consult, I confront the fishermen. They told me they went to the fishing and they went to the up and cast one net. But unfortunately, they don't get fish, so they decided to come down and hunt from the down. 
So on their way going to the downside, and you saw the launch coming from up. So it's come to their direction. And immediately they get to doing, they don't ask anything. And they pass the little bit and they push up the launch. They push up the launch and they work on them. So immediately they work on them, they can look outside. So when the boat comes out, they leave them. You heard in charge of night security at the Kenu Beach, Yassel Arafat, explaining that he received a report that a boat belonging to the Ghana Port and Harbors Authority had hit a canoe carrying 12 fishermen. We understand two of them have passed away. Meanwhile, Tema Metropolitan Chief Executive Johan Ama Ashite is unhappy about the incident. The committee to investigate this matter thoroughly and deeper. And after this, anybody found complacent in this matter will actually face the full request and the recommendation that will come from the committee. Uh, we at MESEC will not sleep over this. We will ensure that those who are involved, who didn't do well, are actually disciplined. That's Tema Metropolitan Chief Executive Johan Ama Ashite. This is the Midday News on Joy 99.7 FM, brought to you by Duraplast Ghana Limited. This afternoon, the minority in parliament is warning that this year's WASI and BEC could be in limbo if government does not clear outstanding debt owed the examination body. According to minority spokesperson on education, Mr. Kotun Notur, Wayek needs about 50 million CDs to clear its debt, its debt to examiners, supposed Supervisors and other service providers in the value chain. Without this, the exams may not come off this year. We are not able to join the international organizations to do it, but the internationally, WIAC organizes the Ghana WIAC, which is recognized all over the world. But the challenge for WIAC now is the government's inability to release funds to them to perform their functions. Those uh, who worked for WIAC uh, last year, 2022, in the conduct of the West African Secondary School Certificate examinations have not been paid the allowances due them. Peter Nochu Kotoy is Minority Spokesperson on Education, Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent. Kweku Asante joins us from Parliament. Kweku, so what has the committee been doing to get these amounts paid? The committee says they've reached out to the education minister to urgently make available funds to pay WAEC. They are looking forward to government paying this debt by the end of this week, or they will trigger processes in parliament to hold the education minister to come before the house and give assurances that that money will be paid. We expect that WAEC and BC are already starting with orals and practicals underway. And this debt could force WAEC to make some changes to the timetable, and it's something that the minority are warning against. Quickly, what else is happening in Parliament? The House just started sitting. We know that yesterday the House couldn't sit because the Speaker of Parliament asked all MPs to attend this forum organized by the Church of Pentecost. Just um, a minute ago, before I stepped out, the Speaker of Parliament was giving a report from that event that he attended. We also expect that there will be questions on the National Cathedral. The NDC MPs are asking the Land and Natural Resources Minister to provide an update on the National Cathedral project. And that is the one of the key business the House is considering today. Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Kwekwa Asante there. This is the midday news just gone by, barely 24 hours after ballot and aspirant in the NPP flag bearer race are yet to receive voters' album to be used for the Super Delegates Congress. Still to come, ECG indebtedness to IPPs increases to $2.2 billion, forcing the power producers into an emergency meeting today to strategize on how to retrieve their monies. We've got details in a moment. 
Thanks for staying. And Mubarak Aruna is here with the latest from the world Hello, of sports. Hello. Now, yeah, do you know that since 2005, Ghana is yet to win a medal at the World Athletics Championship? The long drought has largely been attributed to the struggle of camping the athletes as a team ahead of the games. But this will not be the case this time around, though, as Team Ghana will be supported by the French Embassy in Ghana for a training camp in France. We can now hear from Ghana Athletic CEO, Bao Fuseini. Something that we're just missing, the period, few weeks period to the major competition, we always have problems of companies at least for them to be able to at least practice the 400 to get the bottom aging capital done. By this time around, thank God that we have an agreement with French Embassy through the French government that they, are, they, are, they have agreed and even we almost finished all the process of sending our national team to camp in Paris for at least two weeks, sponsored by French Embassy in Ghana here. I believe this opportunity will give our athletes a bigger step forward going into the championship. So at the ongoing Women's World Cup, Nigeria redeemed Africa's image by becoming the first nation from the continent to win a match. They defeated Australia 3-2. And what the result means is that Nigeria now top Group B with four points. Thank you, Mubarak Arunada, with the latest from the world of sport. Let's do some other stories now. Independent power producers, IPPs, have converged in an emergency meeting this afternoon to strategize on how to collect debt owed them by the ECG. This is after what they describe as a breach of promise. The IPPs reported the total debt owed them has increased from $2 billion in June 2023 to a current $2.2 billion. Earlier this month, the IPPs called of a planned shutdown after receiving a payment offer from the ECG. The power distributor in that agreement promised to stay current with payment to the IPPs from July 2023 while it continues to negotiate on how to clear the $2 billion legacy debt. Let's listen now to Managing Director of the ECG, Samuel Dubik Mahama, explaining details of the agreement to Evans Mensah on PM Express some three weeks ago. The agreement with that I gave to them was from July moving forward, we are going to try to stay current. But in trying to stay current, we have to be realistic with some numbers based on what is consumed and the collection rate. So we looked at that and then we made them an offer, which in our opinion, we felt it was quite a substantial amount because it, it varied from, from what they've been receiving Maybe more than a hundred or maybe two hundred percent. You're paying them. Is it an offer of to pay a percentage of what you owe them? No. So I'm not looking at the legacy debt. I'm trying to make sure that we stay current moving forward. That's a uh, managing director of ECG, Samuel Dubik Mahama, speaking to Evans Mensah there. My colleague James Aveji has been following up on this for us. He joins us in studio with some more on this. Now, do we know why the IPPs are holding this meeting when the July ending offer has not elapsed? Well, Bernice, uh, the IPPs are tight-lipped on the exact reasons for the meeting. But what we know is that the ECG and the IPPs in that uh, agreement were supposed to meet the finance ministry to have a conversation over when and how the uh, two billion dollar legacy debt will be paid 
what is unclear is whether that meeting actually happened again. The chief executive officer of the IPPC, Eli Plimapetogbo, indicated that uh, they were also supposed to receive some initial cash payment by close of the week that that agreement was uh, uh, reached ahead of the month-ending schedule. But what we are told is that that money has not been paid to the IPPs. Remember, they indicated that uh, in their last statement that they will not hesitate to shut down power if government is not uh, able to honor this agreement. So uh, we are watching closely on what decision they will take in that meeting by close of day. Great. James Aveji there. And as the Maiden National Development Conference organized by the Church of Pentecost comes to an end today, a draft national moral vision policy is expected to be unveiled. And this is to help reshape the country's morality drive in all sectors. Well, let's listen to some of the speakers who've been talking today on a wide range of topics. We decided to organize this um, conference because of the frustration that is around. We feel that the church should now rise and then do something about the morality of the land. And at the end of the day, we are trying to draft a uh, moral vision policy uh, for the nation. But the right people will be presented with this policy for them to kind of help us uh, put it in the system um, by Ghanaian system. So today, for instance, what is the activity like and when should we expect this policy draft? Yes, uh, our, we have put a committee together to draft this policy and they are working assiduously. The whole of last night they were need to working and then they are also trying to take some minds from the discussions that go on after every presentation. Forgive me, that's rather the chairman of the Church of Pentecost, Apostle Eric Nyamicha, explaining uh, the reason behind that. But let's now hear from some of the participants on what they make of this conference. I think for the first time on a platform, you have NDC, MPP, and all people from all walks of life, not talking about partisan interests, but what could bind us together and a vision for the future. It's both symbolically important and I believe that there's hope for Ghana if we decide to work together. First of all, we must learn to sing from the same hymn book with a national vision. Hitherto, our politicians have focused on their party agenda. And I think that there's a need to change that focus and that's what we are here for. I think that this is an opportune time. We are going to have elections. And we need, for me, a pep talk that we need to think about the future of this nation. You had some participants at the Maiden National Development Conference organized by the Church of Pentecost. And before we go, maintaining optimal indoor air quality is essential for ensuring environmental health and safety within constructed spaces. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.